0: I'm Anne Crittenden. I'm the president of the Women Marines Association. What inspired you to join the Marines? <laughs> well, this is a very funny story. Um, my husband of 42 years, um, I was working in New York City, and I met him on a blind date. And he was a major in the Marine Corps at the time. And I had no unearthly idea, no aspirations to be a Marine. But he started taking me, he was a, he was like a public affairs officer at the time, which is now STRATCOM for the Marine Corps. And in, in those days, this was in 1980, they just put people in these jobs. They were not professional public affairs people. And he's an infantry officer, so of all things. But he got to go to all these really cool veteran and military and Marine Corps oriented events. And I said, well, what do you do with these things? And he said well, um, we just hang around and look great in uniform and, you know, whatever. And I said, "Hmm, what? And so he took me to a number of these types of events. And I was also very physically fit. I was a big runner and I enjoyed physical fitness and that type of thing, but I, i had no whatever, and, you know, exposure to the military at all. So as time went on, um, he said, you know, it could be worse than to not be a Marine. And I said, what are you talking about? And he goes, well, you could be a Marine. I said, in all of these events that you've taken me to, I have never once seen a woman in uniform. He goes, well, they're there. And I said, well, okay, I'll take a look at this. And uh, so on Christmas day, he took me out to Washington state to visit a friend of his who happened to be the officer selection officer in Spokane, Washington. And he said, Christmas Day, they took me down to the office and we took the ASVAB test to see if I could even pass the exams to get in. (laughs) Well, I passed the exams. I got selected to be an officer in the Marine Corps. And I said, am I sure I really want to do this? And I went home and told my mother and she said, you did what? (laughs) (laughs) And then I looked at my husband, now husband, and I said, "Okay, now hold on a minute are you sending me away somewhere? I mean, what is going to happen to me? He's going to go, well, he goes, Quantico is where they train the women Marines. And I said, yes, but what about you? And he was, oh, wait a minute. So he said, we've got one more thing to do before, Don't sign anything yet. And I said, what in the hell? So he was, um, he was from Oregon originally, and this is in president Reagan's second inauguration i believe it was senator mark hatfield was the one holding the bible no he wasn't holding the bible but he was standing behind the president he was the primary coordinator for the inauguration and steve brought me down to the inauguration and this is where i really got the exposure to all of the different military but he also asked me to marry him that night Mm -hmm. so i said oh well now i can go be a marine (laughs) (laughs) it was very rare to find senior women, especially the lieutenant colonels and the colonels, there was maybe 25 colonels at the time. Um, And when I retired, finally, there was 110. So you can see that over the many, many years that it just uh, grew exponentially, but also the times changed. Society forced the military to include more women. Um, So yeah, it was a bit of a lonely experience at times because you just didn't have anybody and and the other interesting part is think about 1981 post-vietnam the military was going through some horrendous times especially with drugs and alcohol with the behaviors coming out of the post-vietnam age um the race issues um things like that and it was hard to get to know these guys because they were very one-sided they said women don't belong here period and um I said, well, you know what? We're going to keep it. I'm just going to keep pressing. You know, I don't care what you say or what you think. I'm just mm-hmm. going to keep pressing and try and remain respectful at the same time. <laughs> so, um, you know, because a lot of these senior guys were just they wanted nothing to do with women being around. But um, it gave me an opportunity to kind of watch carefully and maneuver through. Uh, it wasn't easy. And sometimes I felt, you know, it might have been a second lieutenant, but there were days I felt like a third lieutenant. Um because i wasn't given those kind of opportunities that the men have, right so and i'm sure one of your questions is going to be what opportunities did you have and i'll be more than happy to tell you all those of the ones i missed out on because of the timing things like that what opportunities <laughs> did you have well i i was an um i was an adjutant which is a administrative uh, occupational specialty for the marine corps which is where a lot of the women landed in the beginning um matter of fact that mos was almost all women up until you know, maybe about, I'd say 15 years ago and they started pushing the men into it. They were transitioning them out. So I was at 01, which gave me a lot of latitude because I could go just about anywhere, but I was not allowed into the line units, which are the infantry, the artillery, any of the combat arms um, back in the 80s and early 90s, women were not allowed there. Um, it was all, those were all male units. Um, but I had the opportunity, I was in the operating forces for 12 years before I came out and went to the headquarters, Marine Corps. Um, I had an opportunity to go to the field on a regular basis. I was, uh, at, working as an administrative officer to a lot of flag officers where I learned a ton. That's where you learn it all. Uh, but that's what adjutants did. We worked for the generals and the, the high ranking colonels. And uh, we did awards and and you were basically the senior administrative assistant to a lot of the flags. And I had experiences in the gathering of knowledge that I don't think I would have ever gotten if I had been in a line unit. You know, this is was very different. You were treated differently, um, but you also saw a lot. And there was a confidentiality piece in there that, you know, I used to tell my marines um that you have to create yourself the stun mullet look which is people coming to you asking for information and you gotta look like you just you've never seen them before you just kind of sit there with a blank look on your face like i don't know what you're talking about and (laughs) so we could write books the ad the adjutants and and the administrators out there we could write novels about what we saw because it was just incredible but I had an opportunity to just go and do so many things. But the most fortunate part is, is because of my MOS, uh, my husband and I were able to stay together. Very often, uh, some of our Marines were separated because they, because of those restrictions that we had on the combat uh, line units versus those that were not, a lot of the married couples ended up getting separated. Oh, wow. Due to, because there was just no jobs for them on the same base. Um, but a lot of them made it work. And uh, and then, of course, then we started having kids. We started, you know, the pregnancy restrictions were lifted in the early or late 70s, because it used to be that when women Marines got pregnant, they uh, had to get out. <clears throat> um, I was not part of that group. I was uh, part of the latter group where childcare and, you know, maternity uniforms and all the things that go along with it to include you know the the health care and, and yeah. the naval hospitals and oh my land in heaven we were at the ground floor of breaking through on some of that stuff it was like my god i would you treat would you treat a farm animal like this i mean come on and um you know i ended up having three kids and oh. i've got and and my oldest boy who just got selected for lieutenant colonel last week he's, he's oh congrats yeah oh i'm very very proud of him he um he was born in Long Beach Naval Hospital, and, which is no longer, but uh, I was able to raise these three. And I also have one that's disabled who still lives with me. So I was one of the first members of the Exceptional Family Member Program, which was a program that was started in the mid eighties in order to protect military members from being moved unnecessarily and causing their families a lot of distress. And it took years to get this process through. Um, but I was at the very beginning of it and I helped them write the policy for it. And to this day, it is still in place and it's it, it, it's been extraordinarily helpful for families. I bloomed where I was planted. However, the times changed quickly. And when the Marine Corps went into such an extended period of combat, it, it became very difficult for some who had gone to where they were needed but the promotion requirements didn't work out so i ended up uh never making colonel but it it, that's okay just at the end of the day i got to come home finally right you know because when i had command down at lejeune i I went by myself and the kids stayed here so i was and then they sent me overseas then i got the operational tour so i went one year by myself and so i was gone for three years and um when I came back home, I said, okay, end of the ball game here, I, I gotta throw in the towel. But they said, no, no, we need you to run a, I'm really pretty much a manpower expert for the Marine Corps. And they said, we need somebody to run enlisted plants. And I said, all right, all right, I'll run enlisted plants, which it was a really fun job. I mean, that, that I enjoyed that to no end, but I could have done that in a suit, not a uniform. Um, but then I decided to finally say that's enough and I wasn't feeling too good either which was weird so I decided to retire went in for my 50 year I went in for my retirement physical and I came out of there with colon cancer so the last six months on active duty I was a very sick marine and um I fortunately that was 16 years ago and I'm still here so I fortunately we caught it in time um but it You know, it was like, to me, in my mind, every day I was staking around on active duty, I was losing money. And I said, I need to go. I need to go. So um, I retired in 2006, and had a big party, and then went to work for IBM. you tell me about the Women's Marine Association? Well we started in 1960. it was originally created um, as a group to celebrate women Marines themselves um, because in we've been in associated with the Marine Corps since World War one but we didn't become official as the women Marines Reserve um, mm-hmm. but we have we celebrate our anniversary. Uh, every year and uh we didn't become pulled into the regular marine corps until the mid 70s when we no longer had to be part of the reserves we became regular marines um and but the mission our mission is basically i'm just going to read it to you because it's easier is to preserve and promote the history and traditions of women in the marine corps from world war one to the present and to conduct programs for charitable and educational purposes promote the welfare and well-being of the elderly, disabled, and needy women Marine veterans, as well as our women currently serving in the Marine Corps, to provide entertainment, care, and assistance to hospitalized veterans and members of the armed forces of the United States. What that essentially means is we do a lot of work with our veterans' homes, especially our Women Marine Association chapters. We have quite a few of them throughout the United States. Uh, we have some super chapters we've got little chapters, but we've got gals that are all former Marines that are out there working with the veterans. From a national perspective, I've got an emergency grants fund that someone can, in need, can get up to $1,000 from us to help them out of a bad situation. Um, matter of fact, we've just provided four of those in the last two months alone um, for any number of different horrible reasons, like lady's house burned down, car was totaled, kids were homeless i mean it's just any number of things but these are things that people donate to to us but we're out there to support them the other part is is and this is something um that i have just now recently instilled is the marine corps or the women marines association has never really had a centralized aiming point is what i call it or a north star something that we need to have in order to create our marketing efforts but to ask for support from outside our organization other veterans organizations uh charitable organizations things like that and that's the the topic of mental health yeah and i've done a lot of talking to active duty marines i was down at the camp lejeune in north carolina back in december and i had an opportunity to talk to 62 of them um all in one room which was a lot of fun that old oh man that gave put the green back in my heart michael <laughs> um but i i asked them i said what are the biggest issues and challenges that you guys have on active duty and it ranged from eating disorders postpartum depression uh ptsd the ability to go see a therapist if you're having trouble and the fact that they don't want to do that because of the stigma associated with right it. um and you just you name it well when i was driving home i couldn't put my arms around what it was exactly they were really focusing on and and where the problems were and it wasn't until i sat down with my marketing team and the uh, virtual that they said and what you're talking about is mental health i said that's it that is the focus right there there in lies wma and this is something i started writing to back in december I want the WMA to become a safe haven for all women Marines. You could come here and be with us. There is no judgment. There will never be any judgment, but we're here to find you the resources you need in order to succeed. And there is no stigma here, by the way. And I was able to find some really great information out there. There's a super article that was written in LinkedIn um, from Forbes Health, that as people make New Year's resolutions, the focus is not on fitness, diet, health. It's on improving your emotional health. Yeah. So that's when I found. That's when I realized that I was on the right track. Um, that this is this is the right thing for us to focus on. I just finished up the twenty twenty three campaign plan. My goal is to get five thousand in membership. My goal is to get the member experience going in such a direction that Marines are going to take us on as an as a organization of choice. I want to continue to press the use of uh, things like Zoom, Teams, social media, to do social networking events with them, to bring up uh, topics of interest to them. Um, we're going to do one in January. We're going to start listing out by month all the different topics and they're all going to be mental health related, fitness, in terms of getting maybe certified trainers and fitness trainers and nutritionists and dietitians for one hour in the evenings to to pick a different topic every single month. And then we're gonna uh February is our anniversary, March is women's history month. I want to see us get on a trajectory that they're gonna want to look forward to being part of our group. And they're gonna want to network more. Build out our chapters so that we get more participation there in support of veterans. But it's the kind of support that they go to see you physically. I'm not coming out looking with my hand out looking for a donation, but I'm always open to donations. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to tell you, no, I'm not. But uh, increase presence at the expositions. Um, we've got three big ones um, that are all military. This is all military, all service engaged. Um, it involves industry to get you know because as you obviously the military relies on its equipment and -hmm. the upgrades to the equipment well you get yourself into one of these big things like at the dc expo and you get around industry and you go hey how are you my name's ann and i'm president of women Marines association and um have you heard about us and what our focus is and would you like to sponsor would you like to become a sponsor for us and become part of our convention group and or become a regular sponsor and donate to us. And when you do that, this is what you're going to be supporting Um, and be able to have a message that tells them this is who we are. We've never had that Michael. And I wanna be the one that's, when I leave office to say, I was able to finally get that accomplished. Yeah. But I'll tell you, I loved every day in uniform, every day it was now i'm not gonna tell you every day was easy but i will tell you i loved every day but the experience it gave me um <clears throat> you know and this is really funny but i i when i look at certain people they've they asked me they said "And what is your degree and i said social work and they go what <laughs> they, they kind of give me a funny look and i said i used it every day for 25 yeah. years every day